We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Light Years. Andy Lou. How you doing, man? Oh, just sitting here stewing after that LeBron James miracle game that just happened. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, man. We're recording this Monday night right after the Lakers beat the Memphis Grizzlies. And kind of kind of sucks for the Warriors. Not going to lie. I was hoping for a Grizz win. Push mm. that series out as long as possible. Uh, because the Warriors got to play the winner of that series. You don't want... My overarching take on it is the Warriors are playing a very thin rotation, so uh, you don't want the team you're going against to be rested. And the Lakers now up three one. Looks like they have a decent chance to get rested against. The I don't. Yeah, it, in theory, yes, but I don't know. I don't know. Memphis at home is guy. I, I think it gets to a sixth game, which is which is where I think the Warriors get to too. AD looked like he couldn't move tonight. LeBron looked like he was coasting. He was exhausted. A great plays at the end, but exhausted. Um, Memphis was terrible, and they probably still should have won the game. So I don't know. I, I think yeah, you could argue, yeah, yeah. They were like pure athleticism, but like in terms of oh, who no. was making sounder decisions, the Lakers were probably the better team. Yeah, I mean, like every mm. every play you watch, LeBron like slow down, make the right play. And you're just like, yeah, they're winning the game because I'm watching John Morant in transition jump right into LeBron, gets a charge called, and you're just like, yeah, that's not a smart team, which is surprising because the Sacramento Kings, who are a young team, seems to always make the right decision. So it's kind of, it's funny. I guess that's just the Memphis Grizzlies. I don't know if you can blame an experienced Sam at that point. It, it might just be who they are. Frauds. I think it's absolutely who they are. Yeah. <laughs> Total frauds. The, <laughs> I don't know how you lose this one. AD was non-existent most of the game. Looked banged up. Um, LeBron, honestly, it didn't play a poor game, but it was like very like laboring through it and like trying to sum up the strength to make the big plays yeah. down the stretch. Like th- there was very much opportunity for him, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. People said the same thing about them against the Warriors last year. Remember, it's like, oh, oh they're they're young, they're going to come for the Warriors, they're going to do this and that. And it's they got down three one with poor decision making and execution down the stretch, just the same way. I, I, in my mind, I'm thinking of. Uh, game one where they absolutely should have beat the Warriors. Uh, and and the Warriors, you know, Clay Thompson had that defensive play at the end, but it was just basically like, we're gonna make smarter plays than you down the stretch. And boom, 
And also, we're going to talk about De'Aaron's hand. Uh, John Moran is not healthy. So good good for the Lakers that they got away with the series and that the best player on Memphis can't seem to actually dribble with his shooting hand. So congratulations. Yeah. All right. Let's get, let's get over to, to what the people actually care about. So we got news today. De'Aaron Fox has a fracture on his left index finger. Mm. Um, outful to play. Now, okay, avulsion on the finger. I, I don't know. You're not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. I don't really know what this means. Um, it happened mid-fourth quarter on a play where he went up with Looney. He actually played really well afterwards. I didn't think too much of it when he grabbed his hand at that moment. I just thought he kind of jammed his finger. Like, it's basketball. Right. Didn't even notice. <laughs> yeah. And then um, now we find that out. They're calling him doubtful. Go- First impression. Do you think he plays on Wednesday? Lies. It's lies. Doubtful my ass. Yeah, he plays Wednesday. Um, I guess if the game was Tuesday night, he maybe he won't play. But I it, I don't know. It's it's. I guess one day might not matter. It's not like he has a sprained ankle. Yeah, he plays. There's no way he doesn't play. Uh, um, I'm watching John Ramp play with his wrist all messed up. It's a win or go home, essentially. Game five for the Kings. Yeah, he plays. And like you just said, he made a huge three and a couple mid-range jump shots after he broke that finger. I'm not saying he's fine, Sam, but I would say it's a 99% chance that he's going to try and give it a shot. Yeah, it's a, he's going to give it a shot. Now the real question, which neither you or I or anyone can really answer, is how effective is he going to be? Is it going to bother him? Is the adrenaline going to come to him? Is he just going to be fine? Is it going to be somewhere in the middle? Honestly, if I had to guess, it's probably somewhere in the middle. Um, but yeah, it feels like a little bit of a turning point in the series, right? Yeah, it feels like when I, I keep bringing up Jaw, but it feels like when Jaw got hurt last season, uh, last postseason too, though. Um, Warriors already had already blown the Grizz out by like thirty-five at home. Uh, and then and then Jaw hurts his knee and and this and the series is kind of like well I think the Warriors were figuring him out anyway but they end up winning that series anyway right now I think if you're the Kings I don't think there's any chance they win a game without De'Aaron Fox going at a hundred percent if you look at the totality of this series they've had De'Aaron Fox playing almost as well as Steph Curry and they've had to squeeze out two wins at home. That's not happening again on a game five, right? And and that's where I'm at with this is unless uh, De'Aaron Fox is 100% healthy, it is hard to believe that they have a chance at winning a game five at home. I, I guess unless Harrison Barnes goes for five threes and Keegan Murray goes for five, like stuff like that, right? But doesn't it feel like, like it doesn't feel like they have the defense. It doesn't feel like they have the supporting cast. They really do need De'Aaron Fox to go for 35 for them to win, even at home. No, I, I said it on the last um, show. I, he's been the biggest winner of the playoffs. Like, I think if you did not know who De'Aaron Fox was, this playoffs has made him a national name. Um, and to your point, like I'm trying to think through my head. Name a guard who's played better against the Warriors during this entire run. It's it's kind of tough, right? Like he's gone toe to toe with Steph the entire way. He's hit big shots. He's made game winners. He's literally been a thorn inside the Warriors the entire way. Um, I think he's honestly played better than James Harden ever played against the Warriors on a consistent basis. Uh, I know it's only four games halfway through a series, you know. Um, Chris Paul 
those those players like I, I'm just going through my mind like uh, definitely better than a Russell Westbrook ever played against the Warriors. Well, my my pushback though, Sam, would be that those players had to go against prime Kevin Durant, uh, Clay Thompson, Andre Iguodala, Draymond Green, sure, and then and then Ke- like that would be my pushback. Like if you drop in that version of James Harden against this Warriors defense. You know what I mean? Like it's not that this defense is Swiss cheese. They are good in the in the in the postseason. They can turn it up, but no, they don't got Andre out there. They don't Clay can't move as like he used to. So so yes, I think De'Aaron Fox has won the most this postseason. Um, but he's not playing prime Warriors defense. All right, what, what about that far? What about De'Aaron Fox versus John Morant last year? That's tough. That's tough because John the first couple games was kind of doing his thing, but then you know the differences between the two because I think this is kind of a debate that's been going on. Right. I think the big difference is two things. One, uh, De'Aaron Fox can get a pull-up mid-range. I mean, that that's... even and it's automatic. It's on, the floater. Yeah. I mean, Jaw has a good floater, but the mid-range shot is huge. His three-point shot is a little bit more consistent. But the other thing is, John Morant's horrific on defense. I'm not saying De'Aaron Fox is a lockdown defender, but De'Aaron Fox can actually play defense. He tries. He's, he's long. He's quick. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. He, he's kind of where he's kind of where Steph at is at today. Um, he's just not a liability in in a playoff format. You can't pick on someone like Darren Fox. And the Warriors have spent a living picking on guys like John Morant, picking on guys like Russell Westbrook on defense. Yeah. They won that series in OKC in 2016 because of that. So, yeah, man, I, I think I'd rather have Fox. You probably agree. Yeah. No, I I agree. I just I wanted to, I wanted to throw it out there. Light Years Podcast kick off the new year with new gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that we've worn, durable frames, and extremely clear optics for outdoors adventures. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection, insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they they told us they'll send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. If you don't love them, you can also exchange for a new pair, return them, or you can return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. Light Years Podcast always has your back. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving our best deal of the year. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use code LightYears for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. The Shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. We're going into game five here. Um, and it feels like at this point, Warriors have to win this one. You don't want to mess around, not have to go back home and win your game to force a game seven. Um, I think Sacramento is going to be electric. I think I think Deer and Fox can get the adrenaline rush. That's why you have to come in uh, even more aggressive, in my opinion, because it's like you can't you can't just go off of, well, he's hurt. He's not going to play. Uh, I guess we've won the series because that's how you mess around and you end up in an elimination game. Yeah, it's some the Grizzlies would do. I, I I somehow doubt the Warriors will do that. If they mess around, they deserve to lose. It, it's what it is. If you mess around thinking you've won this series, that you've won game five because Darren Fox is at 50% if he doesn't play, you deserve to lose. It, it's funny because 
uh, the Lakers lost game two in Memphis without Ja. Right. <laughs> they lost that game because they were messing around because they said, you know, we won a game. Let's go. Let's just screw around and let's go win that next. Let's just go home. We already did our job. So I think with the Warriors, you uh, you avoid that same fate. The Warriors and Lakers remind me of each other so much just because you watch them. You watch them throw away a playoff game and then you watch them just win games just purely based on experience. Uh, as you look at game four, Sacramento spent the last five minutes throwing the ball around before Steph did his did his uh, Chris Webber moment. Like, Sack just spent it throwing the ball around. The Warriors just gutted it out and built that six-point lead. So, um, yeah, man, I, I, I think um, the Warriors really don't have to play an A game to win. That That's kind of my preview. They don't have to play an A game. They just can't mess around turn the ball over 22 times like they did, like they did in game two. You just can't play a C-minus game. I mean... I would consider an A game for them if they have anything less than 15 turnovers. <laughs> so it's, it's not like they've been the, the, the wild, you know, the, the steady team in that regard. Yep. I think for me, the, uh, the big thing will be um, if they can actually control the ball, because the, the, my big takeaway from game four uh, was they had to actually dig in, in the second half and play legitimately focused for 24 minutes to come out with the win. Now, everyone's going to talk about the, you know, the dumb challenge and then the t- timeout when you didn't have one and the Chris Webber moment and all that sort of stuff. But before that, I mean, it took Draymond playing kind of like a completely locked in to turn that game around. And they went down to what? A five and a half, six player rotation in the second half there. You know, that's that's okay. They can do that for for periods, but they're very thin. They can't afford to play with their food, I guess is the big thing. Uh, I look at this. Yeah, I'm looking at this. In the second half, they played seven players uh, and – or sorry, eight players, and that's with Dante and GP2 playing five minutes. So really they played a six-man rotation the entire way. Um, I think they need to be – I think we're going to see, honestly, the same thing in-game. Six, I think Steve's probably going to tighten up the bench a little bit because they need to get a win. Honestly, I was a little surprised GP2 didn't play more. Um, I think he's a little, sick. Li- yeah, a little shocker to me. So hopefully, you think he'd be fine. Uh, a lot of Jordan Poole minutes, even though he was very good in the second half, but it's just a very confusing offense being run when just Steph doesn't have the ball. What are we doing here in a must win situation? So, just kind of weird stuff. The Warriors just. Didn't seem all the way locked in um, the other night, but uh, yeah, to your point, I, I I think they've already played with their food, dude. It's two two. The series is going six regardless. Like it's it's gone it's gone on longer than you you would yeah, imagine. Is it, is it? I guess my question is: Are is it playing with your food, or is this who they are? Well, that's the question. That, that, so then they can't not play with their food if that's who they are, right? If that's who they are, this supposed this is supposed to be a two two series. Um, I kind of have a feeling this is who they are. Mm-hmm. That that's how I feel. It, it, you watch them this whole season. You maybe think they could have turned turned up the switch. They haven't. Even across four games, they haven't. Now, are they a better team than Sacramento? I, yes, yes. I think I think they are, and I think they would have won the next two games anyway uh, without this Fox injury. But they haven't looked as good as they have. The only person that's looked as good as they have last season is Steph. Everybody else is kind of like, ah, uh... oh, Draymond. I'll give Draymond that for game four. Yeah, honestly. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. and and like the big thing, make I a wanna... layup, but yeah, no, he couldn't. But defensively, that was a special performance. Yep. He put on there. That's kind of where the Warriors are right now, which is uh, at least in game four, 
that main lineup, the Steph, Clay, Wiggins, Draymond, Looney lineup, um, locked in and played kind of, you know, up to their capabilities, which was the best lineup statistically in the regular season. Um, I know they struggled the first couple of games against the Kings. Uh, and the real question is, you know, if they're going to get contributions from anyone else the rest of the way. That's kind of the question that that comes out of it. So like going into game five, I guess my question for you is who needs to contribute yeah. outside of those guys? Like, who are you looking for? To, yeah, so, to actually provide impact. So it has to be the two guards that are supposedly can stay on the floor because they play great. It has to be Dante and GP2. It has to be. Dante was bad again in game four, not as good uh, after a good game three. GP2, yeah, like you said, maybe he was still a little sick, didn't play that much. Um, they were going to close game two with GP2. They did uh, with Draymond. I still think they win that game if Draymond isn't ejected. I think GP2 gets his Big allotment of minutes. I think the real question is Dante. Does he make shots? Can he actually stay in front of a Malik Monk? Um, I think the days of Jonathan Kaminga, who was horrific in his five minutes, um, he's done. I don't even think he gets off the bench. I think Steve Kerr would just rather play Moses Moody. It's crazy because I kind of am confident Moses Moody. Uh, my thing is, like, can Dante uh, stay on the floor? So I guess, I guess to your point, I said Dante and GP, but it's really Dante. Yeah, I mean, he's such a staple of the team all regular season. He's had a pretty then, yeah. pretty bad series. I know. Overall. I know. Um, the other thing to call out is, like, rebounding in general. They did a decent enough job holding the Kings off the glass. I expect the Kings to be very aggressive going to the offensive glass the rest of the way. Um, Do the Kings also get a whistle? Because you saw the first two games. they got mm-hmm. They got the whistle. They got a lot of... Foul calls, and you saw oh. in game three. Yeah, exactly. You saw in game three and game four, the Warriors got a lot of calls. So what what happens then, right? Does Draymond get pick up on the tech stuff like that? So uh, you know when you when you talk about are the Warriors back to who they were, um, or is this who they are? Isn't the, isn't game five going to tell us that? Isn't game five going to give us that answer? Because they haven't won a freaking road game all year. So if they end up winning a game five on the road in SAC, which is looks like one of the best home environments in the NBA, then, you know, we could probably sit here Wednesday night and say, yeah, they're back. Maybe. And so I, I really do think it's, it probably has to start on the defensive end for them. So whether they go with Draymond on, on Fox, uh, assuming he plays or it's Wiggins, I, I really do think those two players are the ones who are probably going to have to set the tempo to determine if this team can actually turn up and, um, you know, well, one, take care of a game on the road, <laughs> and two, like actually start looking forward the rest of the way. Yep. Well, let's talk about Draymond for a quick second here. Um, I didn't get a chance to talk with you because you were stuck in transit. Uh, highly predictable. After he does not play game three, we get an absolute masterclass performance from him in general, even with the missed layups there. Uh, why don't you speak to a little bit? When it came out that Draymond uh, had come to Steve Kerr with the idea that he should come off the bench, when I read that tweet on the plane, I said, yeah, get ready. Because you remember when he dropped a documentary on TNT after he knocked out Poole talking about hurt people, hurt people? Mm-hmm. Yeah, classic PR spin by Clutch Sports. Uh, Rich Paul and Draymond Green just putting their heads together and going, this is how we're going to sell this. Because again, he's going to have to get a contract extension at some point. Coming off the bench, not a great look. Um, so I think, yeah, you could see all this stuff coming. Do I believe it? I mean, sure. Oh, 
I think the opposite. I think, I think selling it that he's willing to be the ultimate team guy after he makes a selfish play is all about trying to get some PR going that way. No, no, I, I, I agree. Uh, it's, I don't know. I, I don't know. No, I don't know if I believe like, I don't know if I believe all the stories about the unselfishness. He's talking about him and Jordan Poole kind of buried the hatchet when Shams reported that he was, uh, he was able to give Jordan Poole criticism in a January game. All that stuff. I'm just like, Right? I mean, I don't, I don't, feels like just spin. It feels like spin. It does, but I don't buy it. In typical Draymond fashion, I'll I'll give him this. Whether you buy it or not, he did do it and he responded to it. And he's not out here complaining. Now, I don't have much of a light to stand on. (laughs) He's going to do that. But you know what? Like, it, it speaks to. A different player would not have responded as well to that. Like that, that's always kind of the thing with Draymond, right? You have your moments where you're like, I can't with this guy. It's enough. I'm done. And then he responds like this. And in my opinion, turned game four. Honestly, he did. And and that's where you're just kind of like, all right. That's why, that's why he, you know. That's why they haven't traded him or done anything with any of the other episodes going forward. Because end of the day, he is a special defensive player and he makes a ton of winning plays and completes your team. And it's been pretty much the second best player for the duration of the run. So yeah, it's a give and take. Yeah. Give and, you, you give a lot because different players don't <sighs> knock someone out. They don't cost you a championship. They don't do these things, but other players also don't help you win for championships is essentially what it is. And, and to your point, what he did to Demonis Sabonis was, man, man, that was special. The two plays where he essentially, Sabonis had a two-on-one, Draymond picks his pocket clean, and then he blocks him. The other side starts yelling at him. Um, you don't get that type of play from really anyone uh, in the NBA. You've got two guys that are on that level, Anthony Davis, who, I don't know, he's probably hurt again tonight, and then Giannis, who just is, hurt. <laughs> is down two three one yeah i mean but it's down three one they just lost to miami in miami so um draymond is is special he is special um but i do think that friday or wednesday night game five is going to speak a lot they're back in golden one what's he going to act like is he going to be completely out of control because he was in control uh in game four which is a little bit surprising to me didn't really turn the ball over great on defense is he out of control again like he wasn't game- he was completely out of control in game two um, so is he that again? Let's see. Yeah, game two, he was trying to dig for something and he just completely crossed the line. Yeah. Yeah, no. And, and to your point, I want, you know, that's why I love the playoffs. Miami up 3 1. Jimmy Butler with 56. Like, come on, man. You know, yep. it, it's a reminder that, you know, there are certain players who are 16 game players. And Draymond Green <laughs> is one of them. He, he's never going to put 56 in a game. I'll be happy if he puts up 56 in a series. Honestly, uh, but you know, the the game the game slows down. It's about you know making winning plays, not turning the ball over, doing doing all the little things. You know, getting the, the key rebound, the key stop, that sort of stuff. And uh, he's still that guy, and and they need him. So he might be the only player that would have a five six 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 game, <laughs> but not fifty six. Um, yeah. <laughs> speaking of playoff basketball, though, I it just there's really only two teams that I think are really playing championship, like are playing championship basketball. And there are two teams that are playing bad teams. It's Denver and Boston. They're playing yeah. bad teams, but they're the only two teams that are playing true contending championship basketball. I think everybody else is about the same 
level. Warriors, Lakers, Kings, um, the Sixers, you can even argue, even though they swept the Suns, were you impressed? The, uh, or sorry, swept the Nets, were you impressed, right? You got the Suns. I, I'm not, I'm watching all these games and I'm just not going, yeah, the Warriors are losing against this team. That, that's all. I'm not, the Warriors aren't playing great. They're not playing amazing, but I'm watching all these other teams, Sam, and I'm not, I'm not going, like I was a little bit worried about the Lakers and then I watched tonight's game and I'm just like, really? The Warriors are going to lose four games to this team. It could happen, but I they don't do have they, they do have yeah. size. Yeah, and, and that's they, why I'm worried. But yeah. yeah, at times it's worrisome, and they do have you know they have LeBron. Yeah, he can he can do elevate at at stretches. But yeah, you watch the totality of the game, and you're like they're not really all that good either. <laughs> you know, <laughs> my my buddy's texting me. He's like, oh my god, LeBron at 22, 20. If I, I'm just like, just did you watch the game? Because mm-hmm. if you watch the game, you're not that impressed. What he did at the end, yeah, if you're going to keep it a close game, team with LeBron, pretty good chance of winning the game. Team with Steph, pretty good chance of winning the game. But, yeah, yeah like you say, if you watch the whole 48 minutes, 53 minutes, it's not it's not great. Pretty wide open. I mean, that's kind of where that's kind of where you sit with this, where it's like, you know, again, there's a lot of things on this Warriors team that are not – compelling like Steph has to play 43 minutes he might have to play 43 the remainder of the way and that's that's a reason you need to not drop games you can win because you need to finish series in six not seven finish them at five if you can not six that sort of stuff um, but then you look at the rest of the field and it's not like there's a juggernaut out there who um, terrifies you so you know you just, you just kind of got to get through it a little bit yeah. yeah. alrighty we'll leave it here we'll be back after the game guys <laughs>